hi everyone welcome to beyond small talk every thursday at the four o'clock eastern standard time welcome welcome you are watching beyond small talk and my name is jackie janik i am a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world and today you're watching beyond small talk real women real conversations elevating womankind one talk at a time Hi, Benita. And I uh, thank you for always joining. Thank you, community. Thank you so much. I am so grateful, honestly, for you being here all the time and supporting me. Um, hi. So today, that's what we're talking about, community and the power of community with Sarah O'Brien Hammond, who is the founder of the Network of Women and her IG handle. So go follow her. Check out this community at the N-O-W-N-Y-C. Again, at the N-O-W-N-Y-C. And the network of women provides high-achieving women the community and tools to get more from their career, health, and wellness, self-discovery, motherhood, and more. And today, we're connecting with Sarah, and we're going to get into what is women's community? Why? join a women's community? Why even get community? Do women really support women? Ah, good question. Especially nowadays. We, we're going to get in with Sarah. So excited to have her. And one pillar of uh, Beyond Small Talk and we believe deeply in is a circle of women who crave conversations. And that's where we are. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Jackie. I'm so happy to be here. Me too. So nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Take two. Those of you who were here two weeks ago noticed, knew that I was at the sidelines of my daughter's soccer game and we did not have Wi-Fi in our corner, did we? No, and that's okay. It all worked out. Um, and it was like, it, it just aligned because the, the women who were on with me, they became the community and we were having a dialogue and a conversation back and forth. So it was like, it just aligned well with the topic with you and that you're here. And I don't even care when you were coming. I just want women of beyond small talk to get to know you. And I, I apologize. I'm a little, this is my first live from last week and it changed on my phone. So the whole setup is a little different Instagram. So it's much better. Um, the, uh, the comments aren't scrolling over your face. <laughs> so that was always disturbing for me in the past. Like it just yeah. didn't look pretty. So no yeah, wonder. It's, like, it's, so it's so distracting. You're like, wait, what are people saying? Wait, it's over. Oh, this is great. Awesome. Yeah, it's all over the place. So this is so much better. So welcome. Um, and would you like to introduce yourself and the community of the Network of Women a little bit better than I did? <laughs> sure, of course. Thank you again. We're both mothers of Sophie's also to know, right? You have a Sophie. I do. Um, and I have a Sophie. Is it Sophie oh. or Sophia? Yours. It is Sophie with a I-E. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, mine's Sophia with a P-H-I-A, but I love that we're both um, aligned with the Sophies. Um, <laughs> so again, my name's Sarah O'Brien Hammond. I'm so excited to be here. And I run a women's community called the Network of Women. And we are a community, as Jackie was saying, of really bringing women together to support women through their career journeys, health and wellness, self-discovery, and or motherhood journeys. So it's really a safe, it's a digital platform and a safe judgment-free space for women to come together to explore issues that I like to say are either, people are either Googling or talking to their therapist about, but nobody Ooh. else. 
And, you know, there are issues that we really want to be talking about, but there's not a lot of spaces for us to have those conversations. And so it was really born out of my own life's journey of um, achieving a certain level of success in my life, but feeling like I was still craving more, still craving a deeper connection to my work, a deeper connection to myself, a deeper connection to others, and realized that I wasn't alone in that. And a lot of women were really craving and they were hungry for it. And they really wanted to be around other growth-minded, curious women to talk about issues that are affecting us, talk about issues that are taboo, that aren't actually taboo, that we really need to be supported um, through, like motherhood, like our bodies, like, you know, perimenopause, you know, all these things that are so important that we're not talking about. And everybody feels so lonely when they're going through these things that that's the importance of bringing women together in community so that you don't feel so alone, that you're empowered. Right. And not only you feel alone, like when I also felt like, is something wrong with me? <laughs> like, am I the weird one out there? Because right. I did. And this, like, this is why I felt like we were so aligned because Beyond Small Talk was birthed for the exact same reason. And one of the pillars is that we crave co um, conversations that make us joyfully uncomfortable because there is no growth unless you're joyfully uncomfortable. And I put the joyful in there because I purposely put myself in situations and in women's circles where I am quite uncomfortable comfortable yet I'm happy it's like how can you be so uncomfortable and happy because I can literally feel like the growth happening as the uncomfort sets in and when topics come up and as you talked to and you said health and one of the biggest thing is you know entering my 40s I didn't know what perimenopause was and I didn't know what it will wreak havoc and I know I keep bringing this up and I see a friend Yadi on there and she's Oh, I'm, I'm putting you out there, Yadi, that she's been having, you know, all these 40 plus women health things. Mm -hmm. And it's just not a place that no one talks about it. So I'm so happy that we got together today and that you're, you know, and then I, I, I mentioned women supporting women that just because we're, we're in the same space and we want to create um, conversation and community doesn't mean that we're competitors. We're together oh, oh and gosh. working together. Oh my gosh, totally. I absolutely, I am, some of my closest friends have women's communities and we sit together, we brainstorm, we bounce ideas off one another. There's a space for everybody. And if you look at it from a scarcity mindset, if you look at life from a scarcity mindset, you know what that does to you, right? It really creates this like, um, you're scared and like someone's gonna take it all from you. And it's like, you have to realize that this is a vast world. There's so much here. And if we could come together and support one another and help empower one another, think about what we could achieve. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I love how you said joyfully uncomfortable. That's such, so beautifully said because I too feel, you know, oftentimes, especially if we're gonna jump into a topic where it's a little uncomfortable, but it takes one person to say, I felt that. And then all of a sudden, everything drops, right? You don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. You don't feel scared. When someone says, like, I, you know, this is happening to me. I don't have a sex drive. I turn 40. Then all of a sudden, I thought something was wrong with me. And then, you know, everyone's like, oh, thank goodness someone else feels that way. And it's real comforting when you can see. Like, I see people's shoulders drop. And this yeah. real sense of relief to think that I'm not the only one. And that's a real empowering um, a real empowering experience. And I know you do the same thing. And it's a beautiful gift that you give your community. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You too. And you bring up also career. And I found that, you know, 
being a bit older, that the path of what we were supposed to do is, you know, you get a job and you kind of just stay in that job, right? And I remember when I was leaving my first job that my grandmother said, why? I said, because I don't like it. And she's like, but it pays and you have a job. Right. And so the mindset, you know, so, you know, I, I want to have the conversations that it's okay for women to want to change careers or what they do at any age of the game or any place, because what I'm realizing is that you acquire skills. I mean, if you're a woman, especially if you're a mother and you have a job during this time and having kids at home, you have more skills than you even realize that translate into the workforce and or any other entrepreneurship, whatever. The women come in and I'm guessing like don't love their careers, want shifts in their careers what do you offer for women that are challenged in that area or like yeah want to it's a really, a really great point that you raise because i would say that majority of the women that are part of this community are at a place where they're like at a crossroads like they really feel like i'm not really meant i'm not in the job i'm meant to be in and most people are like you know similarly we we're a similar generation where we were taught to be in a job for 20 plus years like you just don't look keep the blinders on keep forging forward you know keep making more money the next promotion you know which is part of my story is like i didn't stop and reflect for 42 years i just went 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 and then all of a sudden i picked my head up and i'm like where the hell am i what direction am I going? Do I even want to be heading in this direction? And realizing that like, again, I wasn't alone in that. There's so many women that work their tails off and then they're like, for what? Like, why? Like I was on the phone with a member the other day and she's in her forties and she said, you know, I'm so afraid to say out loud that I don't want know what I want to be when I grow up. And I'm like, you're not alone. There's so many people that are in this space of like, I don't want to be in financial services anymore. I want to move into a different industry. But again, there's like stigma attached to it. Well, what are you going to do? You've been doing this for 20 years. How, are, how do you think you're going to transition to something else? It's like, and why don't you know? Right. And they think just because you hit 40 or whatever age, you you have the answers. And I'm like, I so don't want to know all the answers. Another thing my grandmother used to say to me, anyone who says they know it all knows nothing because you just, you know, and I always stay open and curious of what else um, could there be and that there's no judgment that if I don't know exactly what I want to do at any stage of your life, that that's OK. Absolutely. And and. Just saying it and being the like a mirror for other women to feel that they can do that too. And I love you said, yeah, take your shoulder. Like you literally feel it come off women. Like, you know, like just, oh, yeah, I'm seen and heard. Really, Thank you. It's yeah. something else to be in a room where you see women feel um, this sense of camaraderie and this sense of um, a, a real part of a community. Like they really feel like, great, I feel supported. I don't feel alone. And maybe we can, and not maybe, we will figure it out together. And that's the power of community, right? Like we are not meant to figure it out alone. We are not put on this earth to be independent um, and do it alone. We need help. And we, I'm not afraid. I need a lot of help. There's like, a, there, oh. there's a total like, like village behind me helping to like, make sure that this shit happens. You know, it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. 
Um, and so we're around the same age, but do you remember like maybe in like the nineties or whatever, it was always this independent woman. She goes to work and she's wearing the button down double breast blazer and the loafers with the penny in it. And I was like, Oh, I hated that fashion, whatever. But that's what I was going to work in when I first started. And it was like, Oh, I'm Miss independent. And you wanted to be, and I remember, I still find things from when I first got out of college. I was like, I'm an independent woman. And then when I started to do this uh, personal growth and development, I started at 30. First thing that came to me is screw that. <laughs> that totally. is way, one way too much work, right? I want to be interdependent, like mm -hmm. interdependent. So I live where I'm 44. It takes a village to continue to raise me. And I am so not ashamed to say that. And mm -hmm. I encourage anyone who's ever listening that get help, especially if you're a mother too, like get help. Like, why oh do gosh. it by yourself? What are you, you're, you like have a big pin that says I do it all alone? Like, no. what do you get out of it, right? Yeah, you're not gonna get a medal at the end of the day. Like, A yeah. to the men, like, thank you for saying that. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, you are not gonna get a medal and you do not want your, you know, stone, gravestone to say like, she did it all. She's a powerhouse. She was able to do it alone. It's like, that's kind of lonely. Like, let's like, mm -hmm. you know, band together. And I do think to your point about career also, I think a lot of women want to redesign, like they want to re they want to redesign the roadmap. And I think like we were in a place like earlier in our career where we were forced into what, not forced into it, maybe we thought it was the right thing to do. And then mm -hmm. like, you know, again, we're not encouraged to have this curiosity. We're not encouraged to, to really learn about personal development and, and all of the things that you and I are really interested in. We're not really encouraged yeah. to do that. We're encouraged to stay the course. And it's really about designing your course. And it's okay if you need to course correct. And it's okay if mm -hmm. you wake, pick your head up like I did and said, I don't like where I'm at. And I need to figure out where I wanna go. And that takes a lot of like, you did it at 30, God bless you to stop in your tracks and start really figuring that out. I was 42. So I'm early in this journey. I'm 45 now. I'm early in this journey, this self-discovery journey. But believe me, there's a lot left in life and we are just scratching the surface. So anybody listening to this, you are just scratching the surface of your potential. And if you decide to switch gears, yes, of course you can. There's apps, you know, everything is figure outable. You can switch gears, you can make it happen with the right people and the right support. Um, it's anything is possible, I'm, I believe. Yeah, no, completely 100%. And yeah, while I did start my journey on 30, there's just so much to continue to learn. And um, I seek that information. You know, I think it's like you said, to remain curious and open and that it's okay, like to drop the judgment. I think the older we get, we pick up a lot of baggage, right? Well, mm -hmm. I picked up a lot of baggage, right? And I started on with coaching and personal development for my relationship. Actually, mm -hmm. I didn't start yeah. around um, uh, what career I wanted. I, my relationship was in the shitter and completely terrible. Anyway, lo and behold, today, the 29th of October, is my 10-year wedding anniversary. Ah! Yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, my God, we've been married for 10 years. We just went through a COVID pandemic and I was like it actually took like a global pandemic I think to wake a lot of people up as well 
Um, which it has to be like, that is your rock bottom. That's a pretty damn big rock bottom. However, congrats that it's working. Cause now that I realize that this nine to five rat race of New York, I'm done with that. Like there is never again. Am I doing that? Like, it just was like, I didn't breathe. I didn't spend, you know, quality time with my daughter. I didn't spend quality time with my husband. And now after what, six, seven months, I still like them. I was like, wow, we're all doing. That's, I a, keep saying, that's a very good thing <laughs> yes because people are like oh you still like your husband and I said I you always could love people but do you like them you know like do you like being with them do you like spending yeah. time with them and I was like I even took last night the um you know the five love languages oh do you I love know that, that book, book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, me too and I take it every so often because well one I love quizzes but two I'm like maybe I changed or whatever and I haven't my, no. my love language is still the same. It's acts of service. Oh, it's acts of service. <laughs> Which, I, I think I'm similar. I think I might be acts of service too. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think that was... yeah. a clean house. If you bring home a bottle of wine or yes. if you surprise me with flowers, like on a day that I yeah. shouldn't be getting flowers, forget it. I, I will love you forever. But yeah, I am acts yeah. of service too. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so, <laughs> yeah. so um, where am I going with all this? But anyway, the point is that it's the community that yeah. and like-minded women. So the question is, how do you find, um, how, I know you created your community, yeah. um, but what are options for women out there? Yeah, it's a great question because I actually didn't intend to create community. I didn't intend to start a company. I actually just couldn't find what I was looking for. So there are people that do awesome things like, you know, there's professional networks that really do career well or looking to like, you know, close the gender um, pay gap that really do well on that. And then there's people that do really well on, um, you know, other professional services stuff. But there wasn't a community that was really bringing together both. Like I need to, I want to kill it in my career. I want to find out what I want to be doing and I want to crush it. And then I want to be around women who are like, want to crush it too and want to support me. But then I also want to talk about like sex and how do you stay, you know, in a relationship and keep it um, feisty after 15 years? Or how do you deal with a body at 45 that's changing? All of a sudden you've got a little bit of a tummy where you never had before. And there are certain things in your body that are happening that you're like, um, hello, let's talk about it. I couldn't find a community that brought those things together. And I I was like, I guess I'll have to start it. And so I think that it depends upon what your needs are, but I will go back to your point and what you were saying about like your, your relationship was in the shitter, like your relationship, but it started there. But that journey of like healing the relationship and then healing, you know, working on yourself and then healing the relationship with others, like it kind of goes into all areas of your life. So for me, I needed a community that was holistic, that dealt with everything. And so, I mean, I would say it depends upon what people are seeking, but I think it's really important to do two things. First is to do an audit of the people you surround yourself with, because you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. You're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So if you think about your goals, if you think if your goals are to make a million dollars and you're surrounding yourself with people that are making $60,000, the likelihood that you're going to reach your goals is probably not going to happen. 
Um, if you want to be, you know, a fit individual and you surround yourself with sedentary individuals or people whose fitness is not a priority to them, you are likely not going to hit your goals because you're not going to have people around you that are cheering you on and pushing you forward. So I think it's first doing an audit of the people around you and making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. So important. And then the second thing is like, you have to recognize that you need more than just the people around you. Like my husband's amazing. My friends are phenomenal. But like, I also need more. They can't be the everything to me. And so recognizing that you need another layer um, of support and another community and seeking that out. And just depends upon what your needs are. And for the people that are come to the network of women, they're curious, growth-minded women that achieved a certain level of success in life that want more. They want more from their careers. They want more connection with themselves. They want more connection with others. And they want to talk about things that are important and not like, you know, um, be afraid to talk about issues that are taboo. So, and, and they're, they're very comfortable being uncomfortable. And I love that. Like you said, they put themselves in environments where it might be a little uncomfortable, but at the end of that evening, that the discomfort has like totally gone away because everybody's talking and everybody's open and honest and vulnerable. And people just are like, huh, feels so much better to know I'm not alone. Yeah, that's a big deal, especially now feeling alone. I think, you know, because we're more secluded, I think that comes up. So if you had community in your toolbox already, which I was fortunate that I've always been, you know, big into community, even that I didn't even know I was creating community, I've always been creating some sort of community. And it took me a long time. And I like how you said, like, different people fit different needs. And to expect one person to fulfill all your needs is unrealistic. And I think, in the beginning, that's what I thought relationships were. Like, sure. that's what I thought that he was supposed to be what I needed in all different areas. And the more I did the work on myself, I realized, like, that is utterly ridiculous. Like, look at yourself in the mirror. Are you everything to somebody? No, right? So once I started to really understand that and seeking out different types, like I have had communities around just women's career. I've had communities around, you know, more movement and trying to get in shape. I've had communities after I lost my father. I see, I saw, seeked out, sought out, uh, bad English, um, grief uh, communities, you know, and it just felt so good that, they, you felt understood um, and you felt seen and heard. And I think even though you have beautiful husband and beautiful friends that they can fill all those needs, like you can't do it for them. Yeah. And I also, so that's why that, I think community is important. Mm -hmm. Agreed. A hundred percent. And what, one thing I say often, which people probably roll their eyes as they're like, Oh yeah, we've heard it before Sarah. But if you're expecting different results, by doing the same behaviors, that's the definition of insanity. So if you expect something different to happen in your current environment, it likely is not, because it's not happening right now. So it's like opportunities, if you're looking for opportunities and they're not presenting themselves in your current situation, you've got to move yourself into a new situation in order for those opportunities to present themselves. And I think that's one thing that's really important to note is that, again, back to like, your husband can't be everything. Your friends can't be everything. Um, and like looking outside of that can really pre uh, present some beautiful opportunities as well. Yeah, exactly. And in community, um, I'm bringing up women supporting women. Like I know it's like a trendy hashtag. I use it myself. I'm always like women supporting women. Um, do you, I know like you 
curated a community and women who come to your community legitly do. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you see that all the time? Or can we still work on that? No. No. Oh my goodness. Are you (laughs) kidding me? There is so much work yet to be done. I mean, I, part of also the reason I built this community is I have walked into spaces, networking events or certain um, other spaces in the city and, you know, we'll get the look down, uh, you know, look me up and down or like not be like friendly or not be welcoming into a conversation. And it's a bit disheartening, but I recognize that it comes from an insecurity. And so I try to let it not because it's hard, right? You feel like it's a personal Mm -hmm. sort of attack on you. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, moving on. There's a there's a, tons of other people in this world, um, but there's a lot of a lot of work left to do. And I think that we can I we can all be better, right? Like I think that there's always room for improvement. And every day I'm working to be better. Believe me, there's lots of areas in my life that I can improve upon that I'm working on every day. But um, I just think that the more work you and I do and all these other amazing women's groups that really empower women to support one another, like when I reach out to women, one of the first things I say to them is, I would love to learn more about you and the work you're doing and how I can support you. That's how I reach out to women. That is what I say. And I mean it. Any woman who knows me knows that like, I mean what I say. And I, my job is promoting women, is to connect women, is to make them feel seen and heard, like you said, to create a space where that can happen. And so I think the more work we do um, in these communities, hopefully it'll be like a, you know, a domino effect and that my hope is that people catch on and continue to do it. But we've got a lot of work ahead of us for sure. Yeah. And especially, I think I've seen it more and more. Well, one in corporate, I think I encounter it um, probably the most in there. Um, not as much personal, but I have to say that it's been the first time where I think it still feels like, especially women climbing the corporate ladders, that it's still um, scarcity mindset, that it could only be one woman. And I can see why that is, because there's not many women up the top, right? Right. So you think like, if there's only that position, I got to knock off every other woman. So I see how we've been set up that way which I feel like one is, you know, unfortunate and sad. And, right. But I could, I could understand that. So that's one place that I see it happen a lot. Um, and the other right now where, yes, there's so much work to be done around it, is that when women don't have the same belief systems as you. I was, um, I can't remember if it was Brene Brown, I was listening to one of her books, or Elizabeth Gilbert, and they were probably Brene Brown, because she does more about like behaviors and challenges like this, Mm -hmm. saying that, can you not only support obviously someone you, you know, have same values and belief systems, but how well do you do with someone that you don't? (laughs) And I think right now, I mean, more than ever, it's a very, and I'm not talking just politics, it's a very divisive feeling right now. So do you have any suggestions, like, and I'm saying, yeah is like how to support the woman who like you have different values yeah that's a beautiful beautiful point and you know what we do is we curate our bubble right we curate who's around us and usually it's like-minded people we Mm -hmm. curate this what we see on social what the tv that we watch the music we listen to um, the podcast, we like, it's very curated. It's very much like it's Sarah's world, right? Like I choose yeah. to surround myself with, with what I choose to surround myself with. And it's really interesting when you change and remove one of those things and input something new. So for me, 
you know, we're really um, at the network of women in general, really intentional about our membership and di diversifying our membership at all levels. Like, like I always say we're growth-minded, um, like-minded in our values and our, mis our mission, but not like-minded in our thoughts. Because when you bring together people of varying opinions and perspectives and backgrounds and educations mm -hmm. and political views and cultural views, that's where the real magic happens. That's where real conversation sparks because like you're not just talking to your mirror you're just not talking to yourself and so i think for me we've really tried to make a big effort on diversity initiatives at the now creating a room and a seat at the table for everybody because that's i believe in that and my community believes in that and that's where magic happens and we can only evolve if we know um perspectives of others and that we um can understand different perspectives. If I surround myself only with people like me, I mean, I'm not doing anyone any favors. Um, and so I think like my suggestion is to put myself in situations where I do have people and then it's patience, it's understanding, it's, it's, it's not reacting. Because believe me, if someone right now politically is has a far different view than I do, I have to really check myself. It's really hard. Um, but I have to recognize that, you know, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. They have their right and I have my right. I was doc walking my daughter to school and uh, the other day and I said, oh, I hope the right candidate wins. And she says, she's 10 and she says, well, the right candidate to you is not the right candidate to somebody else. And I thought, darn you but she, we're on the same we're on the same page as far as the candidate goes but she yeah but i think like it really takes um a lot of practice like i'm not going to say that i'm like oh yeah i welcome it we we just it just works out you know it takes patience it takes respect it takes um an amount of understanding and it i'm working on it i i try i, I make space for other people with varying perspectives and views for me because that's important but that doesn't mean it's always easy for either side, right? Like, I think that's where the greatest growth really happens. And that joyful discomfort presents itself. Oh, yeah. And it's been on like high alert for me in the past few months. And I'm sure for other, you know, women. Um, yeah. And I've been practicing. You're right. It's just practice. It's patience. It's acceptance. It's um, I had two episodes ago on um it was called Dream Makers, and her name is um, Cynthia Santiago Barbon. And she just holds space for women to really, for women who have such different point of views, and she always comes in with a loving, uh, a loving approach. And I'm like, how do you do that? She's like, it's oh. been practice <laughs> and acceptance and just work and work on yourself and bringing it to others. So, um, yeah, I guess this just means that we're all work in progress oh and God. that it's okay <laughs> and that it takes practice. And you're right. Like I do like sitting in uh, women's communities and circles with not like me at all. Like I purposely have sought out, um, I was in a community and it wasn't like all lily white girls with blonde hair. Like right. it wasn't. And I was so right. happy for that. Yes. Um, and that's what I truly enjoy. But it, I think right now just feels like a different level. It just feels like elevated it's, in the, like the energy. Is, yes, it is. It is. It's elevated. It's heavy. It's, it's intense. And I think like, you know, different things that I do, I just make sure to, 
continue my meditation. I make sure to move my body every day. I make sure to write my gratitude journal. Um, those are things that like I just consistently and they're really helpful for me um, that ground me and give me the capacity to open up space. And so again, like it's, it's a continued work in process, but I love how Cynthia does that. Like really, I would love to hold space and just for people, I mean, we do hold space for people with different opinions and views every yes. event because everyone has different opinions and views. But um, I'm curious if she does something specific on like holding space and like um, how she does, how she does that, if that's intentionally done or what have you. But anyways. I'll have yes, we, we did it. And, and I still talk about it because it was that impactful in my life. It was in uh, 2013, so seven years ago. And I still talk about it. Um, it was around... Um, race and women of different races and we were all in a room together and it was everyone was represented and it just felt heavy because something came up and whatever but I just like that she was not afraid to tackle it but she came with the energy that was so calming mm. and opening and I was just like I was like in awe the whole time and I was like and right. she just woke my mind up anyway but I love your self-care um that was gonna be my next question out of all this going on it's important you're a mom working business everything how do you keep your self-care and you were the reason I worked out today because I've seen you on your um your stories I was like she works out she looks awesome like there has to be like more I mean you look awesome but I'm sure it gives oh. you other things too and I'm like you made me work out today you didn't even know that but you did <laughs> I love it I love that I inspired you and motivated you to work yeah. out I mean and that's why I, I don't post um because I'm like look at me I work out I post because people do like it does inspire people people like to see mm -hmm. like it's not like I don't do these things, you know, like I absolutely, and I was saying the other day on an Instagram post that like working out has absolutely contributed to my success in life. Like it, it keeps my mind sharp. It keeps my body sharp. Um, it, it releases endorphins. It makes me happy. You know, there's so many benefits. I feel good. I feel like, you know, when you feel good, you present yourself in a way that you you're confident. And so there's so many ways that it's impacted my life. So, um, my self care, I think I, I really do a good job of, um, taking time for myself. I checked into a hotel a couple weeks ago, like literally around the mm. corner on 57th and or um, 58th and 6th, literally around the corner from my apartment at the one hotels. And I had a beautiful room and it was like, I just, it was just me and it was quiet and I journaled and I meditated and I danced and I worked out, but I, I do a lot of time. I make sure that I take time for myself and I teach my daughters, like that's important. Um, and so I, I really make that a um, priority and make sure that they know, like being a selfless person is not how I wanna raise my daughters. Um, it's, not, it's not the way I want them to be, to be um, raised. I want them to recognize they have to take care of themselves before they can take care of anybody else. And that doesn't mean you're a selfish person. So anyone listening, selfless does not mean you're selfish. It means that you're making sure you're putting your mask on first and um, so that you can help everybody else. So I definitely take time for myself. I work out every day. If I don't work out, I feel off. Um, I meditate every day. Um, I do my gratitude journal. And I try to be, I put my phone away um, at the evenings and at least have one hour of uninterrupted time with my children which might not seem like a lot of time, but it's an hour of like intentional time. So it's, in, you know, it's amazing. And I, um, I hold myself to that. Oh, that sounds so nice. And yeah, because one hour of no phone, no anything is like, 
you know, and I'm sure they really appreciate you and, you know, you're modeling for them what they should do as young girls growing up to be women. Yeah. That's right. so beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, Again, please tell everybody uh, the network of women and where they can find you. And if they're interested in joining or any of your events, virtual, I know you have virtual events right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So you can follow us at the now NYC on social. Our website is just also the now NYC, which makes it easy. And we open our membership up again, January 5th. We just closed membership. We had over 20 women that we've welcomed on board, which is so exciting. So we take the next quarter to really get them, um, uh, acclimated to the community and get them onboarded so they feel really supported. And January 5th, we open the doors for another class, if you will, to come and join. So you can um, go to our website and actually join the wait list. And so you'll be updated on all of our events. We do have some events that are open to non-members um, in the next couple months. And so those that sign up for the wait list will be notified of those events so they can attend and really feel the community. Because I think it's important for you to feel the community to see if it's yeah. like synergistically aligned with who you are. Um, but yeah, I, I'm so grateful to be here. I love chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you, Sarah. This was great. And thank you for everyone who's listening beyond small talk every Thursday at the four o'clock hour. And if you can't make it because I know now life happens, whatever, catch us on Apple Podcasts or YouTube and Spotify. We're everywhere now. Make sure to subscribe, follow, download, help a sister out. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sarah, have a great day. Bye thank you so much. Too. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye.